Well, I'm tingly, so. Reclaimed audio. Upcycling and making with reclaimed materials. Welcome, everybody, to Reclaimed Audio. This is Andy Berkey, your host, and with me, as always, is Ryan Gosling and Ray Romano. Hey, Andy. How you doing? Hey, how are you? <laughs> Hi, guys. How's it oh, going? Great, man. Really, really good week for me. What's up with you? Well, you don't mind if I hijack your show, do you? Uh, no, it's cool, man. We've been looking for a third, so it's fine. Yeah, it's about time. Oh, hey, Beautiful. hey, guys, I found it. We're, uh, oh, holy wait. smokes, I didn't even realize you guys are recording. I'm ready. When are we going? Let's let's do this. Oh, I think oh. that ship has sailed, oh. my friend. You didn't get we, the uh, I think the... Wait, Berkey's here? <laughs> hey, Bill, hi. Good to see you, man. This is... You guys said you would stop doing this. Why? You said we're going to record at 10 o'clock. It's only 4 o'clock. Now it's 5 o'clock. I'm, get, I'm starting to get, like, you know, my little fillers hurt. Nah. I don't really have any fillers at all, but still, I, it's, I'm, I'm beginning to think something's amiss. <laughs> Something is amiss. Oh, this is awkward. Yeah, okay. Well, okay, we'll just Very do it with awkward. the four of us then. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, I wanted to rename it, like, Reclaimed Awkward Audio anyway, so. <laughs> that works out well. That sounds like a good title. Hence, Andy Berkey. Yeah, so, well, yeah, true. <laughs> Uh, so as mentioned, this Andy Berkey is our guest today, uh, tonight. This is Reclaimed Audio, episode 39 for August 3rd, 2016. This week's top Patreon supporters are Luis Gonzalez, Make, Build, Modify, Sean Guthrie, Stu Morrison, the godfather Jimmy DeResta, Tristan Timber, Sean Petty, and Scott Turner. Andy, thanks for joining us. What are you working on? Wow. I am working on um, I'm working on a nice little um, I just got this really cool load of uh, walnut uh, live edge slabs and I'm um, I'm I'm working on a kind of an entry table uh, plan that I can I can uh, use some of that stuff I'm totally into it that's awesome I saw the pictures that you posted on Instagram looks really yep. cool yeah, it was pretty. It's it's one of those kind of heavy things. Uh, a client of mine is an insurance agent, and he called me and he said um, uh, one of his people, husband died, and um, so I went over to her house and and she had this stuff. So it's a little bit heavy because uh, you know she didn't um, she needs to get get moving the shop cleared out and things and. Um, you know, so you you kind of grab her by the shoulder and give her a squeeze and and just say, you know, I'll uh, I'll try to make him happy. I'll try to make him proud. So, uh, wow, dude, it, that's so beyond cool. Ah, it's you know, it's sometimes it's it's more than more than work, more than wood. You know, what absolutely, I mean? that's yeah. a lot of pressure. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, but it's self-induced, so it's you know. Isn't it there all? So when you get to be our when you get to be our age, the pressure goes away because we're half numb all the time. It's just okay. I'd get that checked out. That is true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good call. Yeah. Half numb. That's anyway. Um, okay, great. <laughs> so, Bill, what are you working on then? The half that's not numb. You know, well, I, because obviously I haven't been working on anything. Uh, but I did notice something today, and I know we've uh, Tim, you've you've highlighted him or shouted him out before. But S A Maker 
Did you guys see that thing he made with a frying pan and some wire and bearings yeah. and it spins around to, um, you know, the guy's only got, if, if, there's not going to be a link, but everybody check out SA Maker, man, and, and give him some love. He's only got a few hundred subscribers, but this thing spins around drill powered and it's all just so he can say, Hey, I'm doing a Patreon thing, blah, 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 blah. But I started checking out a lot of the other stuff on his, on his, uh, on his channel and, and, um, wow, the guy is just like, he's. He's like an artist and everything. He's like, you know, he's like, he's like a sway. He's, well, he's like a, he's like a performance on artist. his mother's side. Yeah. On his mother's yeah, no, side. Lutz, yeah. Lutz on his father's side. And then a sway on his mother's yeah. side. Yeah. Roman Lutz. Yeah. Well, he's good looking and an artist. So that's oh, how he, that comes about. He's a about. Pinsky. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Boom. He's an, he's an odd duck. So he's got a little Berkey in him too. <laughs> Yes, he does have a little Berkey in him. That's that is true. No, uh, you're uh, Hugo, uh, the essay yeah. maker. Did you see um, the video that he did where he sculpted Casey Neistat's yeah. head? Right, on like a track wheel thing or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a performance yeah. artist. He's he's uh, he's the real deal, and I really enjoy watching his videos. Uh, they're probably one of my most favorite videos to watch right now. Are, are his. Um, yep, you betcha. Yeah. Wait. So what? So basically, what I was making is myself enjoy the morning by checking out this guy's mm. channel. You are a poet, Phil. Bill Lutz. Hey, Phil. You are a poet, Phil. What, what? What are you working on, buddy? What's going downtown in in you know, Canadiana? Downtown. Uh, for me, I just uh, well, by the time this comes out, my my uh, video will have been out Good for about man. a week or so. I just did um, the screw tote video, so that one's like a seventeen minute long. Epic, which I probably should have broken up, but it would have been really weird to have a screw toad in two videos. So I just said, whatever, let's see what happens because there's always this debate about short form, long form, what's better, you know, and I, I just feel like sort of my audience, which is maybe more geared towards the beginner, is cool with longer instructional. So that's that's what I did. It's an experiment. All of this is an experiment. So I want to see what would come of it. You know what? Do you want to have a real experiment? I have an idea. Uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> Andy, this is going to be a little difficult, uh, so just take yeah, a break. The ideas, they hurt sometimes. Buckle, buckle <laughs> up. Uh, no, th- it, this is a Phil, that 17-minute long video, and I watched it, and it's great, and we've already talked about it a little bit. Um, yeah. I want you to send me that video, 17 minutes, however, exact, the exact, not any of the other files, but just that video that you put together. Send it to me, and let me re- do a remix. Okay. And see what see what happens. See if we can still portray all the information. You know, or I mean, I want to see if I can keep the essence because I, I I agree with you that the long form for for that video works. Um, but then there's also like the short attention span people out there, and I want to see if I can make a short attention span version of it. Okay, I, I watched the video, Phil. First of all, and I have no attention span, and I was fine with it. Well, I thought it was amazing, <laughs> but I'm 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 a little bit excited about this because Tim, can we do some kind of like a like a DJ like you know screw 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 toad screw toad like something like that? Of course, there'll be, like, like be some scene of like you know me playing the guitar in front of the stove <laughs> in my shop, and you know and. Whatever, some yes. family photos of uh, Vance, you know, playing in the yard. Wait, you need some some Welder style, David Welder style chipmunks, right, random animals running around, some chickens. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. It's it's all yours, man. Create I comments. have bearded dragons. I have bearded dragons. I could send you video. Well, they don't really do anything, but I <laughs> never mind. It might be easier to just send the bearded dragons. <laughs> yes. Never. I would never. That's like asking me to give a part of my soul away, Pinsky. Oh, all right. I thought they were lizards, but anyway, all right, that's cool. Um, <laughs> Tim, what are you working on? 
Uh, I'm working on re-editing your video right now as we speak, actually. It already came through. <laughs> okay, cool. No, um, no, but seriously, I think that would be kind of fun. I wouldn't mind. I'm so that. down. So down. It just sounds like a fun – because like, I did that once with an older video. I, I put a video up, and then I went and I, and I redid the video to make myself look like a complete idiot. Uh, but I went back to the original footage, so I just – I already did that, though. <laughs> you did it the first time. So yeah. now I'm going to make you look good. No. Okay, let's do it. Oh, oh man. man, this is hard. We haven't even well, started. This was a yet. riff. We were riffing. It's fine. We haven't even started yet. <laughs> but, uh, That's a musical term, isn't it? Riffing. riffing yes. It's it's also a comedy riffing term. Riffing away. <laughs> oh no, it's Paul Simon. But um, but yeah, that, I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. But what I've been working on is um, I finally got started on the pinball desk. This we are pre-recording this, so it's a little old. So maybe I'll be further along by the time this airs. But um. Oh, there's some serious time warping yeah. going on with but this. So uh, one. I'm working on the, uh, the the pinball desk, and today I was doing a lot of the, the layout and the rough out because it's like these are the kind of things you can design them on paper, but then you really can't design them until you start putting it together when you're turning a pinball machine into a desk. And then the client has all these very specific and different uh, needs. Like there's a specific height that the computer has to sit because she has her bifocals like already attuned for the, the computer to the keyboard. And, you know, so there's like all these other things, but then it's a pinball desk. So, I mean, I love that. I love that kind of like challenge and, and I'm, I'm knee deep in it right now. My, that may be the first time I've ever heard somebody say she specifically got the bifocal tuned to the angle of the monitor and the desk. Well, That's... if you spend, if you spend several hours a day on a computer, wow. it kind of makes sense. Hmm. You know, why, why? Start That's on? custom. That's the point of it, right? That's you get exactly what you want. Right? Exactly, and so that's yeah. why you that's, hire that's, us, right? It didn't even dawn on me you could do something that specific. Genius. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it, it was like – I think what it was is the desk she was using was she was having trouble seeing, and so then they adjusted her glasses, and so now she's used to it. She doesn't want to adjust her glasses again kind of a thing, you know. But uh, but now, I mean, speaking of custom, first off, I wanted to say before we dig into this uh, that we're, we're super honored and excited to have Andy Berkey here. And uh, – and if you don't know who Andy Berkey is, you should pause this podcast right now and then go onto YouTube and, and type in Andy Berkey. And then however long it takes you to realize how awesome and special it is that Andy Berkey's here, it'll probably be a matter of five to seven minutes. You'll be like, oh, okay, now I want to hear what this guy has to say. And then now you're back. Great. And now we can continue. So, Andy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. That wasn't embarrassing at all. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no. Well, we have we haven't gotten to the part where I say I've met you in person more than a few times, and we've hugged a lot. I mean, really, we've hugged a lot. There's been a We're, lot of hugging. Well, all right, we all have so, regrets. Now. <laughs> <laughs> we all have regrets in this life. I don't have my my nipple fondling tank top uh, on this time. You guys are staying. <laughs> Uh, no, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. It's uh, it's an honor to be here, and and um, I feel like um, with the all the guys on the Faking It podcast consider you guys to be our our brothers in the in uh, in you know this trying to figure out what podcasting is all about, and and uh, you guys are doing a far better job than we are by far, and uh, it's good nonsense. fun. Nonsense. Nonsense. Thank, thank you for having oh, me. Go on, Andy. Um. <laughs> just to elaborate on that because you just glanced real quickly over it but andy is a one of the co-hosts of the faking it podcast which which as he mentioned we do consider a, a brother or sister podcast however that terminology works but oh, sister, uh definitely sister step depends upon if you're referencing reyes or not oh, okay so sister all right fine <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> 
so you want to list off the, the cast of characters that you have on that uh, podcast? Sure, sure. Um, the, the, the main cast is uh, Rod Reyes, Andrew Aragon, Mike Laffey, David Welder, and myself. And uh, we, we have a – we kind of have a rotating uh, like a panel, system where, where everybody yeah, kind of just piles in as they can. Uh, it's, it's been interesting the last uh, couple of months because David Welder is in Italy with Giacco whatever. And uh, so we're Don't doing a lot like of recording that. at uh, Giacco's a heck of a, a movie maker. Don't say it like Jocko, that. Whatever. It's not whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, say it's like Jocko. Jocko's the man, not Jocko. Well, whatever, you know. Whatever. <laughs> well, it's, it's been interesting, though, because we've been having to uh, record at, uh, you know, five o'clock in the morning or midnight or all sorts of crazy stuff. But uh, but it's good fun. We, we really enjoy it. Awesome. awesome. Well, I, I, I want to speak for the boys real quick, Andy, and just say thank you to all of you guys, um, each and every one of you, for inviting us to be on your podcast as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, as soon as we run out of cool people, we'll, you guys are next in line. That's cool. Right. Well, let me know when that is. I'll stand that's, by the mailbox. That's two podcasts. I've been, <laughs> yeah. Two podcasts I've been shunned by in one week. It's a lot of, it's a lot of snubbing over here. Yeah. There you maybe, go. Maybe, maybe it is Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, how about, I have an idea. Why don't we? Um, why don't we actually do our podcast now? Anyone? Oh, anyone okay, let's do, do that. Let's do that. I like that. Yeah, there you go. Oh, do you have a topic? Well, are we supposed to talk about something specific? We have or? an Andy Berkey inspired topic um, because oh. Andy and I actually talk occasionally, which is always fun. And um, and we were talking about tools, which makes sense because we use them. And we we're kind of talking about um, some people feel the need to spend more time hunting down the perfect tools and the right tools for a job rather than just doing the job. And it's a, and it's a slippery slope because sometimes you need tools to do certain things, but other times there's solutions without spending the money on the tools and this and that and the other thing. So we were kind of joking around and we came up with the concept of uh, being a tool tool, which is like a tool. You know, you're like a guy that's a tool that needs tools. And so the name of our episode is don't be a tool tool. Um, but before we get started on not being a tool tool, I just got to say that somebody posted on, um, on, on the group, there's a, a Craigslist ad local to me that is a, like a Connex trailer that's been turned into a shop full of like real big bandsaw, table saw, all these cool tools, right? For like two grand, 2000 bucks in the Connex alone is worth that. I'm just saying, even though we're supposed to be talking about how not to go crazy about tools, if I had two thousand bucks, oh yeah. <laughs> um, hey, okay, uh, so Bill, I think you, I think you should probably just sell something and go buy that trailer. Well, I want to move into the trailer actually, but let's I not get distracted you, from our if you topic. Buy Why that you trailer, always... you will probably have to move into it. Truth, <laughs> truth, or the doghouse. Well, it's, it's up close to our buddy Peter Brown, and uh, I'm trying to get him to go look at it. Oh yeah, Peter Brown's in California. Peter Brown is very uh, uh, hour for yeah. me. If that, that's awesome. I love that guy. Yeah. I love it. Well, I never met him, but I love his work. You know. Yeah. He, well, he's got a YouTube channel. Did I, you know I that? I did not. Yes. Of course. Yeah, I it's really cool. Yeah, no, that was. Uh, he's well. He does knitting, but anyway, <laughs> let's continue. Um, so we should throw this right to Andy right away. Do you want to? Did I explain our our conversation correctly? The tool tool concept. Yeah, I think so. I mean, what what I one of my. Guilty pleasures in life is reading 
the comments on Jimmy Duresta videos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's it's like this weird thing I have. I have to every once in a while, like once a week, go go and read Jimmy Duresta comments. And the one that always drills me is, yeah, well, I could make that too if I had all those tools. And the reality of it is, if you did have the tools, typically you probably couldn't because the guy's, you know, a, a talent that's unbelievable. Um, and the other thing is, it doesn't matter, you know, just it's not about m- making using the tools it's about making something is that even remotely clear it's what is the end game here the end game is is that we we are uh, using our creativity to actually produce three-dimensional objects Mm -hmm. and and i I would say andy for you and i easily because we've been around a while i'm willing to bet a million dollars right now that you have probably just had so many times in your life where you had limited tools probably just a circular saw and a tape measure and maybe a couple of other hand tools and you've had to do something critical and it hasn't stopped you because and i think that's kind of what we're talking about right so we're not we're not on the hunt for all these tools and we never actually make something well exactly i mean it's it's so easy to get lost in the in the tool porn catalogs you know i I mean, I've, I've done it. Everybody's done it. But again, that goes back to um, what is the end goal here? I mean, the first, I, the first probably 10 kitchen, kitchens worth of cabinets I did, I literally had a Milwaukee circular saw screwed to the un- underside of a piece of three-quarter inch plywood and um, made up some kind of a funky little fence. And, you know, and you were cutting wood and um, that's that's really what it's all about is is getting past the the obsession with the tools, the hobby. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with if you want to collect tools. Great. You know, the guys that that have the cool planes and stuff that are all restored. I mean, that's that's making in its own right. But as far as as uh, you know, what do you need? to make stuff like, like Tim said, you know, I would probably recommend a, a drill, a circular saw, jigsaw and uh, have a go, have a go at something. For sure. Let me, yeah, let me throw something in. Yeah, let me exactly. throw a little wrench into it because we're going to, we're all going to sort of talk about like, uh, yeah, you don't need this, that, and the other to get started. But let's say you have started, which I, which I have. And, uh, and my objective is to be able to make stuff as efficiently, safely, quickly as possible in the limited amount of time that I have in my shop. So if that means that a better tool is going to allow me to do that, shouldn't I go for it? Yeah, I'll, and I'll even throw you into this mix, Phil. Um, you are going to be on the verge of probably getting rid of one of your tools because you just got a different tool. you got a nice table saw now with an amazing fence and the sled. And you're going to find that your your uh, your miter saw is going to be inconvenient to use because you can actually just really get your angles and whatever you need done on the table saw. So there's an example of, you know what, you, you absolutely had a few really good tools that you're going to use all the time, but now you're actually going to downsize. You may not get rid of it, but you'll find that you won't use it. So... To be if you're if you're doing something production wise and as as time goes on and you're trying to 
to be more efficient, sure. But I think the thing is, is that people that are doing it more for a hobby, you, you sometimes get in a crunch where you have to build quite a few whiskey boxes or something like that. So you, you have need of not just a couple of tools, but for the hobbyists that are out there, um, take your time and, and be more, be more creative than you are, than you are, uh, uh, worried about all the tools, but if you are trying to make money or you're you're rebuilding your mom's kitchen or something like that, then yeah, invest in some tools to get the job done. So it's kind of perspective, I guess. But fair enough. No, I agree. I, you know, I at one point I was working for a, a contractor in in the Virgin Islands, and and I went to him and said, you know, okay, I'm I'm starting to um, acquire some tools. Uh, but, you know, I feel like maybe I should be putting money away for, for, you know, something else. I don't even remember what it was, a truck or something. And he said, you know, invest in yourself. Buy, buy tools that make you more efficient because that makes you worth more to me. And it's kind of the same thing. Um, I mean, Phil, I think you're absolutely right. Um, there is a point when you do upgrade and the question always is, do I make uh, a small upgrade and it, with the anticipation of, of having to do it again if I, if I stay in the program, uh, or do I make a, a huge one hmm. and, and, you know, do the, uh, you know, the, the Powermatic syndrome, you know, where, you know, if you have a Powermatic 66, you never buy another one, another saw. I mean, back in 94, I bought a... A horse and a half uh, Delta contractor saw, and the thing won't die. So it's the same saw I have now. Um, I literally have had it 22 years now, wow. and I've put, put two motors on it, and and I'm very comfortable with it. And I, you know, I I could uh, work my way around it in my sleep at this point, you know. So I mean, I'd love to upgrade to a cabinet saw, but I, I just don't feel the need to do it. And, as long as this one's uh, filling the filling the need, you know. That's weird because I think that saw is older than Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Very well could be. I often say that I have tools that could drink <laughs> legally. Well, you know, that, that, that was a question I actually had for you. Like, you you do seem to be a man of, of from what I've seen of your work, uh, you're kind of a man of minimal tools in some ways. Like, it seems like you're like a chisel, hand plane, table saw, and like brad nailer guy. Like that's like what you use, and I'm sure there's other stuff that you use as yeah, well. Jigsaw, jigsaw, yeah, right. Jigsaw. But um, <laughs> you know, all these like just nothing that's really out of the reach of your average maker, and you're obviously making amazing and, and incredible stuff. But uh, I was wondering, what is your oldest tool in your shop? Um, I have a uh, a fine sander. Uh, what do they call them now? Multi master. Or something like that. The German um, reciprocating little saw sander thing. Oh. I have one of the first ones that was ever in North America. I think I bought it in '91, and uh, that oh, thing still fine, works. Fine meaning F E I N, correct? F E I N, yeah. correct? Right. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, it, the the case is all in German, and uh, you know it was it was one of the first ones, and I I had a job that needed that particular tool and when i saw that that was available i bought it and, and it still works today so that's awesome <laughs> well according according to phil and tim i'm the oldest tool in my shop <laughs> i've never said that out loud that 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you we said that? Yeah, it is. It was the snitch. It was the email I got again. <laughs> oh, we forgot to take him off the CC. Uh, um, I have a ton okay. of old tools in my shop, uh, but most of my old tools are like because I buy old tools, you know. Um, right. The, the oldest tool that I bought was I just made a video about it recently. It was a jigsaw, and I bought it in like the late 90s. And, and it's horrible. It's the worst. It was like the $29 jigsaw. It was like the cheapest one you could mm-hmm. get. But as far as jigsaws go, it does everything a jigsaw needs to do, and it still runs, you know. Um, and so there's an example. Like, there's been many a times where I've seen, like, a better jigsaw, and I was like, you know what? It would be nice to have a better jigsaw. And then I think about it. Usually if I'm using a jigsaw, it's because something went wrong, and I'm just trying to do something quick to fix what went wrong, or, or I'm, in a, <laughs> I'm in an attic somewhere, and it's not precision. You know what I mean? It's like usually when you're using the jigsaw to just get out of a bind or just do something quick, you know. So I, I haven't seen the need to be the, the, the tool tool that goes out and buys the newest and best one. Well, new, right. newer jigsaws, just so you know, are way, 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 at a couple more ways, more accurate than they ever used to be. Oh, yeah. They've got adjustments on them. They have a, a bearing to ride the, the blade. You can ride on it, actually, because well, a lot of times you use a jigsaw, and it drifts back and forth, and instead drift, of having a straight... Yeah, but... Even my even the plate doesn't sit straight. It's always, like, going crooked on me. Oh, yeah. So, I, I, just, I just scored, even though Tim yells at me because I, I do this sometimes, but I just scored an open box DeWalt, uh, what do they call it, perpendicular motor... Uh, jigsaw for like twenty bucks. Oh, oh yes, I would. Bucks. I would have grabbed that too. Yeah, I picked up I, an old Makita. It. Not old, actually. Not that. Not that old. I have a. I have an, uh, an older Makita uh, jigsaw, and it's yeah, it's great. I got it for sixty bucks on Craigslist, which isn't such a great deal. Except the thing is freaking bulletproof, and it came with a whole bunch of mm-hmm. you know blades and stuff. And I'm usually a better craigslist hunter and dealer but this one i never felt sort of ripped off by i just it's been such a great tool so i'm very happy with it well there is a level of tool of hand tool um that not only is is bulletproof but the accuracy like bill was saying is definitely upgraded from your consumer grade tool and that's kind of i mean the Ryobi level of tool and not to, you know, say names or anything, but those are, those are a real good entry level, get your feet wet type of deal. But I think that you'll soon want the accuracy. I, I tell you what, I have an old Bosch, uh, jigsaw that I've done some unbelievable, um, in, in situ circular work with that thing. And the, 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 the accuracy of it is is amazing, um, and so there's there's definitely those levels of tools. There's the you know Harbor Freight stuff, and then you level up several levels from there. You know that and, that brings me to a point that I wanted to bring up in this conversation is there uh, there's is and it comes with experience I suppose, but there are some tools that are just not, in my opinion, and you guys might totally disagree, but there's some tools that are just not worth that price tag, that mm-hmm. upper echelon price tag. And, the, right. you know, for instance, I have a, um, my, uh, I should be saying names, but I will, who cares? I have my DeWalt 18-gauge, you know, Brad Nailer. Um, the, the, the cylinder blew on me, you know, so that I have to go get the rebuild kit, which is like 30 bucks. but I was in a jam, I was in the middle of the job, so I ran up the street to Harbor Freight and I bought the $20 version of it from Harbor Freight. The, the original one was like 70, you know, the DeWalt. And um, it's awesome. It's just as good as the DeWalt. 
And so now I know <laughs> that there's no need to spend $70 on this thing when you can get a $20 one. That works just as good. But then at the same time, there are other tools that I've had where I've bought the cheap one. And then I've when it, it's broken, I've, I've moved up to the next one, and now the next one still lasts forever. And it's like, oh, my God, this is so much better. Like routers, for instance. Yeah. Tool that you don't want to necessarily buy the cheap one. You go right for the port or cable. You know, it, it really depends upon how you use it and what you're doing with it. If you're going to use a paper brad nailer, I, I use it to hold my, my single day. <laughs> if you're going to use a brad nailer, like you said, or a pin nailer every single day, that's part of your job as a cabinet maker or as mm. a finished carpenter. You're not going to want a Harbor Freight one. Sure, but if you're going to use it often, a lot in your shop, depending upon the project, yeah, Harbor Freight one's probably just as good as anybody else. Yeah, I'm, I mean, you I'm know, using mine. It's, it depends on the job. I'll have a job, you know, where I'll need to pop 200 nails into something. And then I won't use it for a month. And then I'll have right. another job. And so my DeWalt that lasted me about three years that way. And then it stopped working. And, you know, it's like, all right, it, it almost sounds like we're saying a tool tool. And I think it, how I'm taking this more is nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with collecting tools. Mm. If, if you've got the means and the want to do it, um, that's fine. But it's those, those folks out there, guys or gals, who spend more time getting the latest and greatest or all these neat tools and don't use them. Right. That's it's the fine thing. to have them, but if you're not going to use them, and, and I think, Tim, you, you mentioned something about this, and it might have been Andy, um, and Phil has one, so I wanted to say this just to give him crap. Um, a glue bottle. Who needs to buy a <laughs> bottle to pour glue in when the, the glue comes in a bottle? The glue already comes in a bottle. It's in a Why bottle. Why do you need a glue bottle? Okay, so I'm going to address this one. One, <laughs> Thank you. Okay. One, I got the gallon bottle of glue. So, so, do, so do I. Right. Yeah. So I'm not going to use that as the applicator bottle. I use a mustard bottle when I – Okay. So I did, I did use that. Go but I, uh, as part of a prize pack that I won in Sterling Davis's Upcycle Challenge uh, okay. last year, he sent me who's, a glue who's bottle. Sterling da- wait, whoa, whoa. Who's Sterling Davis? And what's upcycling? Never heard of him. <laughs> anyway – so I want a fast cap, you know, tape measure and glue bot and everything. The glue bot's awesome, okay? First of all, you don't have to tip it over for the glue to come out. You just squeeze it and it all comes out. So it's always ready to apply and it's freaking great. You don't have to like shake the bottle to get the glue to come out. It is great. You can't even buy them in Canada, so I'm glad I won it. Worth it. So, so it's, it's not like a little teapot where the only way to get something to come out is if you tip it over and pour it out? Yeah, but first you it. have to listen for it to shout. <laughs> we may have sunk to a new low, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We've been pretty low down. before. Uh, and don't say we. <laughs> it's oh, true, yeah, boat sorry. anchor. <laughs> I talk a lot. I know. <laughs> That's why they call me BA for boat anchor, I guess. You yeah. know, I, I, I kind of feel that way about my plasma cutter. One of the things I do to get tools is, like, when jobs come up that require a special tool that I don't have, I I try to get the job, you know? Like, oh, I could do that, and, and it means I have to buy a tool. So you kind of factor that into the cost. Like, oh, this is a way for me. And that's how I built my whole shop. I mean, all my tools have been, like, you know, when I started this business, I had, you know, like the skill saw and a cordless drill. I mean, that was really what I had. And I was selling, you know, stuff and you start getting better at it and you start building it. So, you know, now I'm like I own a plasma cutter and it's I don't really need a plasma cutter, but I had a job that required me to buy one. <clears throat> Maybe in the future I'll have another job that would require me to use it. It's, it's nice to have. You factor it in, you know, but now if you're making stuff in a, you know, on a part time level or, you know, in, in your home, like 
you don't need to buy the plasma cutter. You could do the same thing with the angle grinder. Like you can do the same thing with the actually with a good jigsaw and the right blade in it. You can do the same thing as the plasma cutter. You you could you could actually make the exact same thing I made, but you can't do it as fast and efficient. So there's like that aspect of it too. Like why are what are you doing? Are you opening up a, a body shop, or are you gonna make like one present for your family? You know, right. like so. Let's think about that. Like how let's find a solution for the problem rather than just throwing money at it and never actually making the products. I agree with you. I think there are certain tools that are worth it um, because they're going to be one of those lifetime tools, one of those things that sort of just last you the lifetime of your making, and you're going to use them so often that it's worth it to spend the money on them. And, and mm-hmm. the quality of, let's say, the cut or whatever it is that's going to, you're going to get out of it makes sense. So what I'd like is for each of us to go around and, and say the tool that you think is actually worth it to spend money on, even for a beginner, in order to initially build out your your tool set. Bill, why don't you go first? What's a tool that you think is worth the money? It would depend upon, I mean, it's not the, the specific tool. It would just depend upon what I'm using it for. If I'm, uh, for example, if, if I retire and I'm on a fixed income, which hopefully I can do that someday, I am going to invest in a, like a, a table saw will be, I'm going to get a really good table saw to last me for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I have a hybrid I got from Home Depot. It's a rigid. It was a few hundred bucks. It's amazing. I love it. Don't get me wrong. And it may very well last me the rest of my life, but I would like to invest in something because I know you, with the table saw, man, life is just amazing. You, there's so much you can do. And um, so th- something like that. But again, if I was a carpenter, I would, I would definitely invest in the tools that I use every day. Um, I, I did roofing for a while, and uh, we use cordless drills all the time. And DeWalt was my go-to because I dropped more DeWalts off of roofs and they kept going. Even when the ba- even when you got to duct tape and hold the battery in because it just won't stay in anymore, they still run. So I'm a big DeWalt fan for that, you know, for that price. So that's my answer. It depends upon what you're doing. If uh, if if you're gonna just you know, if you're a mechanic, I, I'm gonna get me some Mac tools and make sure I have a good socket set, some wrenches, things like that because. You use them quite often, even if you're not a, a professional mechanic, but you're always wrenching on cards at home. You don't want to be smacking your knuckles every time with that Mastercraft socket set. You know what I'm saying? No, for sure. But we're talking about sort of the hobbyist maker. So take it from that point. If you're a hobbyist maker and you're starting with wood, which is usually the entry point. So I guess your answer is table um, saw, right? Well, well, no, because now, it, again, if you're just a hobbyist and you're just starting off, we've talked about this before. Get whatever tool you can afford. If you can afford it, Make sure you have a quality uh, circular saw okay. and a quality uh, jigsaw, you know, I mean, like a brand name. If you can't, go to Harbor Freight because even if it only lasts you a couple of months, you're going to find out, wow, I really do like making things or this is stupid. I'm going back to my computer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, I, I will say instead of going to Harbor Freight, go to your local flea markets and go to your local tag sales. And look for used tools there. And Craigslist now, of course, makes that easier. Yes. I, uh, you know, when I started out, you know, my job, like I said a few minutes ago with a skill saw and a, and a cordless drill. And now I have, uh, I, every time someone comes to my shop, I give away tools. Like, uh, you know, like, I mean, you know, hand screwdrivers and hands. You just sort of accumulate this stuff and it doesn't really even cost anything. Um, if you're patient. I even I don't even have to buy floor mats. Like just today, I posted on Instagram that I got free floor mats from the side of the road. Like, like there's like almost nothing really needs to where it's due. Yeah, the the side of the road, man. Like it's it's all there. You know, if you're patient and you take your time and you look, um, there's a lot of people out there that 
want to if you just find like if you find any guy in like his 60s that has like you know you know is like you know made furniture you're like oh yeah my dad made that oh yeah can i go meet your dad go meet that person's dad and within 15 minutes i guarantee you he's going to be giving you tools like it's just a kind of it's the nature of us we you know I, hold on i'm writing this yeah, down yeah, gold. grandfather I, I, tools gold jerry <laughs> go take tim, tim i agree 100 got it I want to retract the Harbor Freight statement, and what I meant by was just get whatever tool you can, but you're right. Getting them off Craigslist. Finding, I have – the oldest tool I have now is <clears> – <throat> excuse me, just at, because I don't care if you care. I'm going to say it anyway. The oldest tool I have now is somebody gave me their dad's or their uncle's uh, circular saw, and it's a skill brand. And it was probably six bucks when they bought it new, and it's probably 20 years old. And that's the one thing that it's – I just always kept it. And I've never I, I I do have a better uh, worm drive circular saw that because I needed I was building decks and stuff when I was unemployed for a while I needed something that could handle that but I've still got that old skill saw I won't give that away I love that thing because it just it does its job it's lightweight it keeps going so yeah I agree and, and that was given to me from somebody from somebody's dad or uncle like you were saying yeah so, excellent advice sir there there are some downsides to that like there are safety features on on newer tools that didn't exist on older tools. Safety, safety. <laughs> but if you're He's new just beginning. joking. Yes, safety is important. <laughs> um, you know, like, the, but so there are some exceptions to where I would personally prefer to buy the newer version. Like, for instance, a table saw. Um, you know, that's something that when you, well, if it, saw stop or not, really. You know what I mean? If it has that technology. Because if it Speaking of stopping, let's stop real quick and uh, wish Jimmy's dad uh, some get well and love. Just Absolutely. enough said. Just yeah. Joe Duretta, we all love all you. The yeah, here, here. All the best, Joe. Mm. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, but th there are certain safety features that might be lacking in some of these older tools. Um, but other than that, yeah, most of them, I have this, I have this Stanley uh, router. That I, I picked up. I mean, the thing is, it looks like R2-D2 is from like, the 40s or something. I don't know. And it's like the bearings are a little noisy. It looks a little bit like that. Bill's holding up a, uh, a turnkey uh, drill, which I, I have those and use those. Uh, but they work. They still work, you know. What about you, Andy? Well, I'm going to take a little different tact on it. I, you know, you can get away with, um, with a consumer grade chop box even a tables table saw if you have sharp blades yeah and not only do you get very good cuts from a sharp blade but they are safer mm -hmm. uh, you will get more kickbacks from a dull blade or a, a blade that's you know needs to be sharpened um it's, it's a critical thing that I see a lot in um, YouTube videos and things of guys <clears throat> that are just getting started out, still have the, um, you know, the blade that came on the saw. Those are pretty low-end blades. Um, I'd like to, to take that blade, see those blades taken off, and get your, you know, dump 60, 80 bucks into a, a good blade and I know it's it's a lot of money, but it's safer, and it's your work will go through the roof as far as quality goes. Um, I know guys struggle and struggle to do miter cuts and things like that. Um, three quarters of it, eh, I'm not sure about that, but a lot of it is in that blade. Um, yeah, yeah at, yeah, at least half, I think. Um, 
and a good blade will get you a lot of mileage before you have to upgrade your saw. Um, some of my saws I'm running, you know, the uh, Forest, I think they're $140 Chopmaster blades in them. Brilliant blades. They don't flex. They, they're unbelievable. But I got to be very, very careful where I use them. Yeah. That, but uh, anyway, that's that's kind of my take on that. I, that's kind of a little axe that I've I need to grind um, because sharp blades, man. They're 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 disposable as far as you know what. They're just so hyper important to have sharp blades. You know, but that's a something for a lot of our listeners. Um, it, it's really tough to spend six hundred dollars on a blade when you know you're going to hit a nail with it. And that's, you know, with like we, we being reclaimed audio, you know, you figure most of our listeners are, are using reclaimed wood and stuff. And I don't care how careful you are denailing your barn boast. You, there's a nail in there you didn't know about or a musket ball from the Civil War or something, you know, <laughs> uh, because it happened. I mean, I haven't hit a musket ball yet, but but uh, so I I still buy relatively inexpensive blades. I don't buy the cheap one. I buy like the second cheapest one because I know I that. Say that. Right. But I, and I go that's, through them, you know, I the compromise is, is that middle of the road. Because and I know I'm really. And I and if I had more time when I was doing when I'm going to do the stuff that I know is nail free, I would go and take the blade out and this and that and put the new the better one in and and I do that sometimes to some extent. But yeah, man, I have a hard time spending eighty bucks on a blade because it can be gone like that. <laughs> a, a forty a, a thirty to forty dollar blade um, is still pretty good for most weekend warriors, and yeah. yet it's not a horrible investment. But not only about keeping them sharp, and a lot of people don't realize is the pitch and everything that builds up on your blades. Clean the damn things as well. Yeah. Get out some. I think Izzy did a video that uh, showed how he cleans blades, but I'll take him and just scrub them with some WD 40. Use WD 40 on your blade. Get all that pitch and stuff out from the teeth. Even mineral spirits. And you'd be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I just, WD 40 is always handy. So, and it squirts. And I like the squirt. Yeah. When the can is fun. Yeah. WD 40 is actually pretty good at that. Or like, how about brake cleaner? Have you ever tried that? I know it's good for metal, but. I've heard of that. Yeah. I don't. I don't do that anymore. In my youth, I did. Yeah, you. Oh, you mean for cleaning? Oh, oh yeah, oh, works no, wonders. Oh, yeah. All right, let's skip over the huffing <laughs> conversation. Um, oh, me? You ask? Um, well, Phil, what about you? Phil? <laughs> well, I, I happen to be a Craigslist junkie, and uh, I'm always on there. It's very rare that I'll buy a brand new tool. Um, the only thing that I buy new are the consumables, so the things that, that Andy's talking about, the blades, the yeah. sandpaper, that kind of thing, unless something's on sale. And I'm, all, I'm sort of on, on – I got my finger on that as well. But for the most part, I'm a Craigslist junkie. And, um, and I agree with you, Andy, that a sharp blade is super important. But the one thing that I found as a beginner beginner was, that was super frustrating for me was the lack of accuracy of the cheaper tools that I had. And that drove me crazy because I knew I was putting in the time and the effort to, to get the project done right, but it just never would. Like you couldn't force it something into square physically if you weren't cutting it square. And, and that's where sort of the cheap tools, like my chop saw, which is still a cheap one, you know, and I, I thought that it was cutting square, but it's never cutting square because it's really a rough tool to begin with, but then I just couldn't get it square. Right. So yeah. my first table saw, which like I said was like a rickety skill saw table saw, that one was dangerous, first of all, because it was so light that I could almost push myself onto that spinning blade. So that one scared the crap out of me right away. And that fence was never going to be square. And then I moved on to a Delta contractor saw. And frankly, if I could have gotten that thing square, like the trunnions must have been off because it wasn't ever – I couldn't ever get this, the uh, – 
the blade square to the miter slots. I could only ever get the fence square to the blade. So I was cutting straight, but I couldn't ever use any jigs. So that was my biggest frustration with that saw. And then now the saw that I have now, I can finally do things square. I can, I can have a miter sled so that I can do the 45s properly. Those are the, that's so, I wish I went first because Bill and you took my answer, but table saw is where I would put my money. You know, that's the heart of any wood shop. It's the heart of any maker shop as far as I'm concerned. And getting true, accurate, square cuts is where it all starts. You know, and don't forget. Well, I got to ask you, do you think part of the problem with all of that was just that whole um, conversion from centimeters to iterators from the Canadian side of things? or You know, we use both over here, right? We have to know everything. We have to know what Europe's doing and what you guys are doing. So we're doubling up. But no, uh, probably wasn't the inches or the metric. I use use both. (laughs) Oh, and the other thing, don't underestimate a good set of Allen keys. Because every Allen key I've ever used is crap. <laughs> There's got to be a good oh, yeah, one out there true. somewhere. Well, you know what? Don't upcycle them from those IKEA boxes, and you'll be. Yeah, I know. I gotta stop. I gotta stop dumpster diving at IKEA to get a good. Uh... <laughs> How much of a set are you? But no, that's that? a that's a, actually a perfect example of what we're talking about. These these different levels of tools, yeah. you know, the different you know um, grades of steel that they're using yeah. in in things. Yeah, for sure. Um, for me, the one tool that I would say... Time and exp- Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, time and experience, too, because, I mean, not that... You start using a few particular brands after a while, and you'll know kind of... It's like, you know what? I trust Brand A because it's been good to me. Even though that's a brand name, I'm not using that. It hasn't been good to me, or I know not to use this cheaper brand because they're not... You know, so just a little time, too, behind your belt will kind of help you figure out what's what you can get away with, what you can't. For sure. I was just trying to get a shortcut to anyone who who is just starting out. But one tip that I will give, I use a corded drill for whenever I use pocket holes, only because it, my drill has died on me in the past, and, and then I was like, ugh, I need a corded drill. So I just got a $20 cheapo corded drill, and I mean, that's what I would recommend. If, you, if you're getting a corded drill, just get a cheapo one. What's the difference? Like, I mean, cordless drill, different story. I would spend the yeah. money on a decent one because you want the battery capacity mm-hmm. and you want it to just work properly. But a corded drill... If all you're doing is pocket holes and that kind of stuff? I don't know. Ask Jimmy and David about quarter drills that they got real cheap, real quick to finish the job, and they burnt through, like, what, three of them or something? You oh, said, yeah. You know, yeah. But weren't they drilling they masonry? They burnt three of them trying to get the job done. I feel like they were drilling masonry with a $20 drill. Well, they probably they probably had too much pitch built up on the masonry bit. That's what it was. It break, <laughs> they need more brake cleaner. More, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They need to huff some more brake cleaner. Yeah. Gonna huff yeah. some brake cleaner, and it all goes smooth. Yeah, real, real right. smooth. All right, um, let's go around and talk about uh, the YouTube videos, or in this case, because Andy's going to start us off, uh, what is it that you are into right now? Because I think it's a book, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm reading um, Makers, The New Industrial Revolution, uh, written by Chris Anderson. And um, he, I'm, I'm just getting going on it, but it's kind of cool to actually have a physical book in your hand and... Uh, reading about um, what we're into and, and uh, the headspace. So, How old is that book, Andy? Uh, let me just... I think it's... Uh, it was written in 2012. So. So, so it must have been really sort of talk about the real the beginnings of this movement because I think we're a little deeper into it four or five years later. 
Yes, definitely. And you said that was college, somebody's college uh, material, college reading? Yeah, my neighbor wandered into the shop the other night and uh, gave me that and said that it was one of his college uh, textbooks. Wow. I'm definitely going to check that out. That sounds really cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh, it's kind of fun to have a, you know, sit down with a book. What does paper smell like? Musty. <laughs> kind of like loots. <laughs> I can finally put the smell to the face. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. All of you. Well, what, who are you watching? You know, so... Let me, let me just say, I, um, I, I often pick the small guy and every, you know, but you guys have been cheating lately and I'm going to cheat with a friend of mine and this guy, we all know and love, and I literally do consider him a friend and, um, it's not Tim this time. (laughs) Um, David Picciuto has got, uh, make something two out now. And I, I'd heard him talk about it. But it's a separate channel where he does his vlogs and his talkies and, and things that aren't related to his woodworking. And he just released a video on how, do you want to grow your channel or how to grow your channel. And although I am not really interested in that at this point in my life, I'm not trying to grow my channel. I'm really making videos just to have fun and to enjoy the, the community. I will. And I am going to refer to that video that he put out because there is – he packed in a whole bunch of information and with links and everything else. It just it was superb, and and he's a he's an amazing videographer anyway. And the way he edited it or whoever did it, it, it was a great job because it was just fast paced. Boom, boom, boom. Check this out. Check that out. Check this out. Here's a link. Blah 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 blah. David Picciuto, our buddy, make something. Make something too now. His other channel. Uh, I see that to be a neat thing. Kind of like our our our. our Good friend Izzy has got like all these different videos he's popping out every week. Dave's got a new channel going on. Check it out. He's amazing anyway. Is, and he happens to think I'm the I think David thinks I'm the coolest guy he's ever known in his life. No. So Wait, yeah. what? that's what he no. said to me. Yeah, it's amazing. No, he says that all the time. Haven't you ever heard you guys don't pay attention to Dave because he's always saying that Bill Lutz guy, he's the coolest dude I've ever Is known. Is that if in my you watch his life. videos backwards, that's what you hear? Yeah, okay. I thought that's how you're supposed to do it. Right, okay. It's like a Beatles thing, gotcha. Um, you me that with that loot, you cool. <laughs> Those are interesting. All right. That just okay. happened. It's the 11th hour. Tim, what about you? Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Um, I, I wanted to mention my friend Dave over at Dave's Woodworks. Um, he is, he's been making videos for a while, and he's, um, he, he does good stuff. Of course, otherwise I wouldn't mention him. But he's also, I've noticed recently that he's sort of, I think that Andy, uh, I think that you've inspired quite a few people to make some of these shorter tips and tricks videos and sort of share this knowledge, myself included. Um, And I think that, you know, Dave might have picked up on that as well because I've seen his past couple videos he's had some like two-minute little, you know, things, that little tricks he's done. Like one was just like, you know, this way he was putting together this... this, um, you know, OSB cabinetry that he has in his shop, you know, and how, what a pain in the neck that stuff can be. And, um, and so I just thought that was really cool. And I wanted to, I, I've known Dave for a while. He's a super nice guy. He does amazing scroll saw work. Um, he, he does like all this like Star Trek scroll saw stuff. Like, you know, it's like the, you know, you're cutting out the negative space and stuff. It's just like really, really, uh, like he's very talented and, uh, and 
and his stuff is really cool. So I thought that people might enjoy checking out his channel. It's a smaller channel, and he needs more subscribers. Awesome. Nice. Okay, so mine this week, um, his name is Hampton Rutland, or that's the name of the channel. I'm not sure. It's either where he lives or his name. And, um, and he is a... I've been to both those towns. Yeah, I just drove through Rutland, I'm sure. Vermont and Hampton is where? What's Hampton? Well, you, you were in Rut Vegas? Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> you know, and well, that's what they that's call so it. That's so weird. Oh, really? So weird. Back when I was younger, I think I dated a girl named uh, Rutland and another girl named Hampton. So there we go. Wow, those are some pretty waspy girls you dated. That's cool. This is their son? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know that's how it works, Timmy. It work? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not only am I confused in a genealogical way, I'm also insulted, I believe. <laughs> Yes. Um, All right. So this guy, um, he has about 8,000 subscribers. But the interesting thing is is he has this one video that came about a year ago. It's called The Reclaimed Woodshop. And it was this incredible video, like top-notch videography and editing and all that stuff. And it's got almost 600,000 views, whereas the rest of his videos are hovering around the four or 5,000 view mark. So this one video went really viral, and it's sort of how I found him. And he's not 100% making in all of his videos. He's got some, like, product reviews and just some um, video stuff, like stop motion. But he just did one called uh, Reclaim Desk from Operating Table, where he was able to, because he's a doctor, so he makes, like, part-time, I guess. And uh, and the video was this old, like, like 50s-era operating table that he turned into a desk. And the thing articulates and moves, nice. and it's freaking awesome. Andy, you would love this. So you got to check it out. That's insane, man. He might as well make a desk out of a pinball machine. Yeah. That's just insane. Well, let's not go crazy. <laughs> pinball machine is sacred. Very cool. It's yeah. sacred. You don't mess I've, with pinball. I've seen, I've seen that video that you, you mentioned, the Reclaim Woodshop. Yeah. One. I'm yeah, sure everybody has 600,000 views. I'm sure we've all seen this one. But you just, well, I watched it 500,000 times. Oh, so you're the guy. All right, there you no, go. He but no, you seriously, yeah, it went, it went viral like what, right when it went out, and it was a very well put together video. But I haven't seen anything else. But I'm gonna go check his channel. You got to check out just the operating just table one. one. It's kind of it's weird because um, it's one of these, and we've had this conversation actually with one of our uh, Patreon patrons about whether or not a slideshow video could actually work and be something that people would want to see. Check this out for how to do it right. I actually sent him this link. The patron that I'm talking about. I said this I said this is how you do a slideshow video and anyways check it out. It's really, really cool. cool. Um huh. okay. So moving right along hey, before we before we before we wrap it up real quick, I'd like Andy, what would you suggest just off the top of your head real quick? Somebody's starting out, I'm gonna get some tools. Name off three or four tools somebody can get to start making a wood project. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with um screw gun. Um table saw and a chop box, a miter box. But uh, those are kind of secondary to a circular saw and a jigsaw and take off. Just, you know. So drill, jigsaw, and circular saw. Can we go around? Everybody, Phil, you're next. Well, okay. Well, I, I mean, those are, those are the three tools, right? You want to do curves, jigsaw, you want to go straight, circular saw, and you need to make holes to drill. That's and then clamps. Nobody ever says that, but you freaking need clamps. Go ahead, Tim. Handsaw, coping saw, and one of those old-fashioned crank drills. There nice. you go. Oh, and a chisel. There you go. For the Amish chisel. maker, yes. And a chisel. So I'm going to be a little different because Andy actually has sat in this chair, but I made a chair out of a wine barrel, and I used a circular saw, 
and a screw gun and a chisel. So I know Perfect. it can be done. And Perfect. Andy's butt has graced it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was weird. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, the, the pawn shop is your friend. Um, Amen. You know, you can buy chisels and screwdrivers and stuff by the pound sometimes at the pawn shop. Yep. Cool. Um, all right. So our channels on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube, I am Phil Pinsky. Uh, Andy, why don't you plug your stuff? You, go, you get to go first. Except for me. Who gets to go first? I guess I guess I did. But then Andy gets to go next. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am uh, across the uh, socials at... As Andy Berkey, B-I-R-K-E-Y. You can also find me at the Faking It Podcast and BlameBerkey.com. Cool. Bill, why don't you plug your stuff? Uh, you can find me, William Lutz, YouTube, um, Instagram. I, I don't know. Don't, don't worry about me. But I would like to say that I do blame Andy Berkey for all the inspiration. And I'm so proud that we got to have him join us today. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, man. <laughs> Tim, pl- plug your stuff, and then we'll give Andy a proper thank you. Okay, I'm, t- I'm Tim Sway, pretty much everywhere on the internet, and I actually, today, we're pre-recording this a while back, but um, but today I was remembering to use Snapchat again. I'm really trying to, and I was Snapchatting some of the story uh, while I was working on this pinball machine and problem-solving uh, and designing. I was taking little 10-second videos and posting them all day today, so by the time you're hearing this, that's going to mean nothing because I think Snapchat lasts 24 hours, but I'm saying it out loud again to remind myself to continue to do that. <laughs> cool. Um, so contact us for show topics, suggestions, comments, any kind of feedback. We love it. Uh, on Twitter, it's at reclaimed audio and emails info at reclaimed podcast.com on iTunes. Please leave us a review. It's greatly appreciated. And it really, really helps in getting more people listening to the podcast. Um, and Patreon, it's, uh, it's the best way to help us grow this podcast by directly supporting our efforts to give you a better product and to continue to encourage us to do this week in, week out. So that's patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. Um, having said that, I would like to echo Mr. Lutz's statements by thanking Andy Berkey for being on the show today. This was a lot of fun and a great one. I think everyone's going to really, really enjoy it. Guys, it's, uh, it's, it's a pleasure. I uh, anytime, any place, just let me know. And I'm gonna just. I want both uh, Phil and Bill. I want you to just like plug your ears for a second because I just want to say, Andy, you're my favorite. Okay, <laughs> and you guys can unplug your ears now. And uh, thank you very much for joining us. I d- having said that, have a great week, guys. <laughs> thank you and be good. Bye, everybody. <laughs>